One day over coffee, Mia said to me, Hey, Anne, we should record our conversations. So here we are. Welcome to our conversations on the couch. Yeah, so I was I was just chatting with a client of mine, Mia, and she was telling me how difficult it is for her to be able to express how hard motherhood is because people, you know, the the common response from the people around her is like, well, what did you expect? You know, yeah, motherhood is hard. And it just is um it's so hard for her. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe that um, sitting down with me was kind of this first time that it felt like someone was just letting her be with how hard it is. I can believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a skill that is um, not so common to be comfortable just being with someone who's having a hard time Mm, that's super interesting actually I have a partner who's got heaps of skills in relationships and he's fantastic in many of those areas but he is from this is just my perception but uncomfortable he's trying to fix and make me happy and he is successful at it but then underlying I still felt like I wasn't hurt because no one he didn't say oh that must have been such a hard day for you Mm. you know yeah like it's it's uh yeah it's a rare skill Mm. this is interesting because I think this is what I also talk to parents about how they can talk to their kids as well is or not talk to the kids well, yeah, talk to their kids, but also when their children are going through a hard time, notice what your response is. Um, are you trying to make their hard time go away in that moment? Or can you just be with it? And so if we could, if we could remember what it feels like when we're telling someone about our hard time and mm-hmm. they immediately try to help us or or even worse you know they might try and tell us we're you know we're not it's not valid like we shouldn't be feeling that way or you know oh here's a good one but you have so much going for you Mm. you know that sort of thing like just that invalidation so maybe if we as parents could kind of hold on to what it feels like from the other end maybe a bit of that could help us when we're relating to our children who are struggling in those moments yeah it's such a hard hard thing to know what's the right thing in the right moment I'm just thinking myself last Sunday when I had a big meltdown well just lots of crying and you know at the school holiday it was almost comical because it's the last day of school holidays and I just completely broke down but there's obviously Lots of other things going, contributing to it. Yeah. Um, so, and we, I had to take the kids to the beach where my partner was because he biked and our friends were there and I was just, as soon as they just asked, they, they knew that 
I wasn't feeling good. I was having a hard morning and they all wanted to help. And so they're kind of joking, trying to make it light. Like, oh, we, we thought maybe um, these guys can take the kids and you can just go home with your partner. But then my partner was joking like, oh, she probably doesn't want to spend time with me. Maybe the other lady can take Mia. And I was just all like, I don't want to talk to anyone or be with anyone. I just like very childishly say, I think I'm going to go for a walk and just <laughs> run to the beach. And then it was the whole shame that comes after it's like, you know, what are they going to think of me? Mm-hmm. I've just been, you know, escaping <laughs> for half an hour um, and then went to meet them on the grass and no one knew what to say to me. Mm. And I was thinking like, what did it, what would I have wanted them to mm-hmm. say or do in that moment where I've having a complete meltdown and yeah (laughs) and it was awkward it was really awkward because I just didn't yet have the energy to you know be the person who opens the conversation or says like I'm you know whether I need to apologize or whatever break the ice or anything yeah so we just talked about normal stuff and it's just normal and I just held all my feelings because they were still there and we ended up going to their house for some lunch which I didn't want to I just wanted to go home with my family all alone Um, but then eventually Nick had to pick something up from home so he said he could take me home leave me there then go back to the kids and the friends but it was very interesting and very awkward and I'm still not sure what would have been the best thing from my point of view to receive after I came back to the group. It's interesting because obviously when we're in any kind of situation where we're with one or more people we're all bringing our own baggage, experience, stories to the table you know. Um, So I think just noticing, um, noticing the most helpful thing really is noticing what am I telling myself about this situation? Um, and, and noticing why, like, why do I think anything needs to be different here? Uh, why is it not okay? Like, what about it is making me uncomfortable? And why am I assuming other people are uncomfortable? Or why am I assuming other people need me to fix this situation? Or, yeah, it's just all of those things that you're, you kind of are doing on an automatic. Um, But really, it's, it's, quite an unconscious reaction you know it's kind of a programmed reaction like oh that was awkward I should have been able to fix that this is how I was feeling maybe I should learn from this situation like there's so so many things like not to get off track but there's so so many things that we do so automatically and um and maybe it was all just perfect yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I did understand that I might be the only one who's feeling awkward. And I told myself, I don't need to explain anything. These are yeah. friends. Yeah. They understand they are parents. 
um, and we spend a lot of time with them. So I did just, that was my rational brain overriding whatever I was feeling because I know it's normal to feel you've got the overwhelm or rage or whether it comes out as tears or whatever and then shame follows, right? Yeah. It's pretty common. Yeah. And possibly for kids too after they've had their moments and then... Absolutely. That's punishment enough for (laughs) their behavior or whatever it was yeah um so I understood that process and I thought yep I'm definitely feeling it this is the shame part mm-hmm. <laughs> um it doesn't need to be difficult but yeah I just needed to be in my own space and we did this message afterwards and I was just thankful their support and and um that's exactly what my friend said was I must must be so hard like yeah I totally understand (laughs) you know and and this is the thing is like sometimes sometimes just um not talking about it and I and this is true with our kids you know I've got I've got one who really does seem to prefer to process things quietly kind of on his own and then I definitely have one (laughs) who likes to talk about it process with someone process for a long time and I guess when we're when we're with other people um you know the more you know what what their style is you know is this a is this a quiet processor um is this someone that needs to talk about things? Is this someone that needs to be, you know, hugged and cuddled? Um, knowing those things about them and then knowing those things about yourself too and giving yourself permission. And this is what I'm, I mean, part of my parenting that I'm really proud of is to be able to recognize those differences in my children and what they need and allowing them to then be that way and process things that way and um I think that's it's a great challenge especially if you have a a child or a partner I think it's really common in um you know if I'm being stereotypical in male female partnerships this is a very common thing where we think uh, you know the woman wants to talk things out more um the man needs the quiet processing on his own and just wants to come up with a solution. Um, I don't know if there's really those differences um, in males and females. I think they're probably programmed into us, Um, but we are all unique. And so like the more we know generally what kind of person we are and the people around us are, and then allow that, that space for them to be that and I think sometimes what gets in the way is, um, oh, how do I say this? Like, not understand. It's it's that that programming of um, kind of. It's this is kind of all about me, and. I created this situation somehow. Like, like I used to think that Max didn't want um, to talk things through 
will be close to me because I somehow created it. Um, but I don't think that's true. I think that's just how he is. And I think sometimes when we think, oh, my partner um, hasn't talked to me for three hours uh, and he's not being horrible, but he really maybe needs some processing time. But I start thinking and telling myself these stories of like, oh, you know, either something, hor you know, he's a horrible person or what's wrong with him or what's wrong with me? How have I created this in my marriage when maybe that's just who they are? And it can be the same in your, you know, in your scenarios, like people could have looked at you and gone, oh my gosh, there's Mia just running off again. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, she's so crazy. You know, she's so emotional and she never has it together. Um, they could be thinking all of that, but, or you could be thinking that they're thinking all of that and neither of them could be true. You know, it's mm. like all those assumptions that we're making. Mm. about ourselves and other people or you know it's so complex yeah it was probably mostly my assumptions but I think the quietness about it, mm, it even though that's the respectful thing to do right mm. don't go ask million questions now and you know she'll just overwhelm her again <laughs> um but I don't know sometimes it's also the easier thing to do right sometimes it takes a bit more guts to go give that person a hug or do you need a hug are you okay a hundred percent Mia and so I'm that then that's yeah. acknowledge this is fine it's happened we all get to that point sometimes and yeah instead of just be like okay we're climbing trees and life is normal <laughs> yeah. and I do. I, do I I probably wouldn't have I don't know what I would have done if I was um yeah on the other side of the scenario mm. i th i think you've probably hit the nail on the head there that um there's that worry like i'm not sure i can handle if she starts crying i don't know if i can handle it or mm -hmm. oh maybe she's okay okay now and she you know it's just that hole where we're making assumptions and trying to guess what someone else needs but yeah my partner first just said kind of a smile on his face like oh you're feeling better now after a bit of a time alone on the beach <laughs> and I just felt like don't you dare expect me to feel great now suddenly a little effort like I just went sure <laughs> was like that's all I could <laughs> so, oh. so that was my own little rage child still you know going yep. don't you dare yep. no <laughs> I'm not done yet <laughs> no idea <laughs> thinking that people are expecting something of me even though they weren't mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting how you could interpret that question as genuine concern. Or like, oh my god, are you over it yet? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it was just, I don't know, just acknowledging 
um, trying to lighten up the mm. um, energy a bit. Yeah. Bring people up and that's what he does. Um, whereas I, if I, I'm feeling emotional, I think I need the more just a bit serious approach to start with before I'm ready for jokes right yeah <laughs> and that's what kids are like too they hate it when you start joking when they're upset right yeah 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 well like I say if we can think about things from and yeah we're, we're all a little bit different but generally if you're not done processing something um it is invalidating when someone tries to bring you out of it or tries to talk you out of it or dismiss it or distract you. Um, I think we have to be so, so careful with that. With mm. our, with our and kids. I could have said, no, not yet. I'm, you know, I still need a bit more time to process, right? Yeah. But your emotional brain was still a little bit switched on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah which would have been the right thing to do. So then it's easier for other people to understand, ah, okay, she needs more time to process like mm. the next time this happens as well. Mm. Yeah. So is, I mean, a lot of times the reason we're not honest, because like you say, you could have just said, no, not really. Um, mm. Or something like, well, it was a start, but <laughs> no. Mm. Um, but it's like, are you, is that that shame still surface, you know, kind of bubbling under there of like, well, yeah. maybe I should be. Yeah. 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 Like expect, expect feeling that you've got some expectations. Yeah. From other people. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I mean, these people were so lovely. Mm -hmm. Everyone who was around me then and so helpful um, including the kids, they didn't, you know, bother me or probably didn't want to come close. <laughs> no, any, everyone was so lovely. I'm just more trying to get my own thought process across, like how I saw everything so mm. difficult and negative and awkward. And mm. and these are all my own emotions, right? Not, nothing to do with these other people who uh, right, were right. fantastic at supporting me through that day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's interesting to hear um, perspectives of like what what's going on inside of somebody else and how can mm -hmm. we use that then to, you know, maybe respond differently and no one's going to get it right all the time either. And no one is a mind reader. I mean, some of us are close. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Talking about yourself there, are you? <laughs> Uh, yeah but we we can never know we can never yeah. actually know what's going on for somebody and and I think um I know you have attracted lots of beautiful people into your world and you're right it's not about it's not about them and and you know like what are what are those people like and in any situation not to you know we're just using this this situation for you as a springboard but um in any situation um i had a situation i just am remembering 
on, on my birthday where something um, something came up at this lovely lunch with friends. And it was at a really emotional time because it was, I had come from Minneapolis and it was right after George Floyd was murdered. And there was a lot going on in Minneapolis and um, just in the world, um, you know, COVID was new and I was away from my family and they were back in Minneapolis with all of this happening. And I was pretty emotional anyways. And, and my friend made a comment and <laughs> I yelled at her in public at a cafe, which if people know me, isn't really like me to do something like that. And, and I think it was very, very awkward. Um, and we did kind of just go, okay, oh, I am having a hard time. And we just went, okay, maybe it's time to just go now. And, and no one really talked about things. And, and we pretty much just packed up and, and went home. Um, but again, it was that the emotion, there was really nothing anyone was going to do. And I think my friend knew well enough that not to take it personally. Um, and it was my birthday. So I think people were probably um, extra gentle with me, but also nobody really approached it to kind of say, you know, you're obviously struggling because this is kind of unlike you to, to behave like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I just went home by myself. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm just remembering that now, those uncomfortable situations where the people around us are kind of going, oh, what, what do I do with this? I, I just don't even know what to do with this. Mm. Mm. And a message. That's always my, because <laughs> often it's hard in the moment to know what to do. Yeah. But yeah. then after a little bit of time has passed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, like I, something came to mind from maybe seven years ago. Um, from one friend who had, yeah, some sort of a meltdown. We were, you know, adult, adult enough, close to our thirties and we didn't have kids yet, but I think it was a board game thing. And this girl just stormed off into the dark forest, got to grumpy with everyone we can find her we got worried about you like mm. just completely lost the plot and yeah thinking back now um considering I didn't have all this experience with kids and meltdowns and things like that that I have now I was I'm quite proud of how I dealt to it afterwards making sure that I you know approach her in a way that she knows that it's okay mm. what's going on I'm your friend I'm here you know mm. like it must be something must not be right and yeah instead of just leaving it and then catching up again next time with the group of friends and being happy again <laughs> yeah yeah and I remember the response from her she was so grateful and yeah it's been quite a good foundation for that friendship even if it hasn't always been we're quite different hasn't been easy but we are both good friends to one another for for those mm. kind of situations and how we've dealt to them so i think one of the final 
takeaways that I'm just getting from this conversation. And it's something I say all the time, but it can be hard to live is there are no bad emotions. Um, and I use the analogy of, you know, most of us can feel physical pain when we touch something that's far too hot for human skin to touch. And, you know, your emotions are just as much um, a messenger for you as that pain you feel if you would, you know, touch a hot pan. And they're that important. And there isn't one of them that we need to ignore or um, think is not okay to feel, you know? Mm. Feelings are feelings, feelings are messengers. Those emotions are really, really important. And we know from some really, really good science that the, the more we feel them in the moment and express them healthily, you know, if we can, um, but the, just the more we feel them in that moment, the more our bodies won't hold on to them. Um, the more we can move past them and get back into our thinking brains and, and have connection with people and make good decisions and all of that. And if we don't allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, then that's what can lead to, you know, a lot of the disease we see and, you know, your, your body keeps that stuff, um, and we can talk about that sort of thing on another on another chat. But um, so if you are listening and you've got some feelings or emotions that are hard to express, or that don't don't feel safe or feel like they're missing, or maybe it's emotions of your children um, that you find difficult to handle, like maybe. You're okay with sadness, but if they get angry, that's when you struggle with. And I think that's when it's time to get some help and just recognizing like, wow, I find for me, it was anger. I find anger really hard and to really heal from those messages I got growing up where I thought it was the anger that was bad, <laughs> you know, so, so just noticing, you know, take a moment to notice what emotions are are difficult for me to express, what emotions are difficult for me to um, experience when others are expressing them. And, you know, just start to open yourself up to the possibility that um, all of those emotions are so important to feel and to allow other people to feel them. Mm, and to accept which ones are hard to accept. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You'd be okay with, even if you can express them. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for um, having this conversation, Mia. No, oh, thanks to you, Anne. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. <laughs> I could go on for a couple of other topics right now for another hour or two, but 